All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Cloudcone Podcast. My name is Sean. And my name is Sarah. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about their series where we're talking about food. Today, we're going to be talking about food, body, health, diet, body image, which is such a controversial thing for sure. Yeah. And we're going to try and keep it short and sweet. And just on a few uh, touchies on it. But one thing is that we can probably all agree that something has been surfacing very recently is body image for women and the pressures that we feel. And I feel like lately we've had a lot more pushback. It's almost like a rebirth of the 1970s when they were all like burning their bras and stuff like that because of the rebellion of of like what women should be wearing and stuff like that. If women mm. are becoming more aware that like, Hey, this is my body. I should be able to do what I want with it. Stuff like that. Yeah. So, but I feel that we're missing and I don't want to take away from women, but I feel we're also not really thinking about men and what they go through as well. And so I feel like as women, as we're saying that we should also be val- uh, validating and talking about excuse me, men as well. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to get, I would love to be able to hear a guy's point of view of what they feel, what kind of pressures do they have any? What do they feel about when they see their body? Do they feel like they have to be, because I know women, they do interviews, they're all like, you know, they want only a certain image of themselves because they feel like they have to be thin and healthy to be successful in all points of their life. Yeah. But when you see like, Bill Gates and all these other guys who are quote unquote successful. It seems like money is the only thing they really care about. Like there's some guys that are healthy and in shape, but it's not like I, I feel like it's not a necessary, but I would like to have your, your opinions overall of like, yeah, what do you feel like you have to be and stuff. And it came from this idea. I was in my car. I saw a couple of guys like walking across the street and it really made me think like, I feel like they had to put this image on where they were like, they kind of changed their demeanor when they noticed that they were being watched. Mm-hmm. And then I saw this other guy who is like, obviously non threatening in like the other two guys were, I feel like they were trying to be threatening in their stance, but this other guy wasn't, but he was in a hurry to like, he felt uncomfortable. I could feel how uncomfortable he felt. And he was like in a hurry to like get to where he was. And he was very subconscious about being on the road and being looked at. And so it just made me think, what is going on in the guy's mind when it comes to body image, when it comes to pressures from like social or media or entertainment and stuff like that? So, Sean. <laughs> uh, I mean, from my experience crossing, doing a crosswalk, like crossing over, I don't feel that. I just kind of, I feel like, if I don't make it fast, you know, I'm kind of in their way. That's, <laughs> That's <I> nice. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, when I'm like going to the park or whatever, I got to like get there Beeline. as fast as I can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't run because that's too much. You know, you just like, <laughs> you speed walk like the guy was doing. But he's like, but I understand where you're coming from because as men, uh, since, you know, we're children, we're pretty much told that like men are supposed to keep motion under wraps, right? From your experiences, yes. Yeah. They're supposed to be like stoic. Stoism. You're not supposed to show your emotions pretty much like... supposed to be like a tank, right? Mm -hmm. Take everything, you know, only like the big blows. Yeah. You can be allowed to show emotion. Yeah. And 
as far as like you know walking walking by it's kind of like the masculinity is you have to be more i guess you have to be more showing that you are male like i'm looking for the words here but basically ever since i was a kid like every male role model in my life has been like you got to show yourself as strong you know that you can take anything that confidence is key because it's a better showing of to other people that like don't mess with me like yeah i'm a macho man i'm big tough and burly or whatever yeah exactly like you know health is very prominent in the male societies because you know if you're healthy and you show confidence and you're just like you have that stoicism that's the ideal male to a lot of males so when you say healthy you mean probably just like really cut or something like that yeah or it's just like just not overweight or not yeah you know and that's just how it is that's how it's been for a while even if you like go to like you know schools and stuff like that that's how it is most of the popular people are just what the ideal people or the ideal male yeah which has all been messed up since twilight (laughs) right (laughs) like that was i feel like there was two types of male like you have edward who was supposed to be like he was just he wasn't taking his shirt off as much as jake uh was it jacob was his name see i I did read the books but i'm just i wasn't like team jacob team edward i'm like emo skinny pretty boy or did you want your masculine sport you know take off his shirt guy or whatever right. it's kind of like it's nothing we don't talk about it a lot because it's just like it's a thing that you kind of have like males they have to deal with it on their own pretty much right it's very rare where you find somebody who's like supporting another male guy like it's kind of like if you find that group that like supports you be like yo you, like they're with you throughout the entire thing it's kind of rare yeah, it's that's why of, I was really touched. Like, I I feel bad that I was calling out, but then I realized where it was coming from because I feel like some of that pressure, like, oh, a guy's not supposed to care about another guy. Because, mm-hmm. and I will call myself out too because it was a night that we were having a few drinks. It was actually Shawn Michaels' birthday. And your friend, I don't want to put him on blast or anything like that, if it's bad or good or whatever. But I saw it later. I was like, that was really awesome where your friend, like, you were obviously gone. <laughs> Oh, you're talking about whenever you're taking care of me? Yes. And he was all like, no, 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 whatever. Why don't you lay down? Stuff like that. Like yeah. looking after you. And I was like, and I was all like, what are you, what are you married or whatever? And then he was like, and then, then I caught myself. I'm like, why am I saying like, why am I bashing that? We're like, that is awesome. I'm just taking care of another homie. Yes. If you show, if you're like really good friends, I mean, this is just being decent. It's just like, you know, you're going to take care of your friends. You're like you don't need any more. It's the same thing with women. They, they take care of her. Yeah. But I think it's socially more acceptable as a woman looking out for a woman than it is a guy to say, because I feel like I've seen instances where guy friends were like kind of egging each other on. But if they were to say anything like, no, I'm done, whatever they like, oh, like the whole conversation we're like, don't be a a pussy or something like do that or whatever. I think it's different with the new generation is like, no, don't get me wrong. Like the old generation, they'd be like, you know, they'd be out with their buddies, stuff like that. They're not going to leave them there at the bar chill they're gonna take them home and stuff like that make sure they get home yeah but with the new generation is very like your friends are pretty much everything right yeah and so it's just like you're gonna take care of your friends no matter what like my man if my man's passed out on a bar 
just like pick him up, <laughs> take him in the car, make sure he's home on his bed and then just leave, you know, and be like, yeah, talk to you tomorrow. Right. Uh, but that's just the way it is. It's like as the new generation and stuff like that is slowly trying to fix how masculinity is presented. Right. Yeah. It's like back then in the day, you know, you had to be, the, you know, man, working nine to five, taking care of the family. Uh, not showing emotion, being the rock of the family, right? Yeah, don't bring uh, your work home with you and share whatever. You have to be like ice clad, like nothing yeah. share. Like if you're going through some shit, nobody knows. Yeah, it's pretty much like if you're a man, you got to hold the weight of the world on your shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. You can have a support group. You can have people around you. It's just that's not really informed into you from your dad or anything like that. Yeah. They're just going to be like, be like me, you know? And it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. Like there are some perks to being that way. It's like, oh man, that man, he's like a brick wall. Like you throw anything at him, he's going to, he it doesn't hit him. Yeah. And that's kind of a good thing to hear. But, you know, most of the time, a lot of the things that are thrown at you, they make cracks. Yeah. It's very difficult, I guess, or very like hard to pinpoint how to like, you know, fix that or anything like that. It's just. You got to be like, yeah. Know. Can we normalize men seeking help and yeah. therapy and stuff like that? Overall, like you don't have to be crazy. If a man is down, right? Like, you know, the man is very, I guess like he's just broken. Yeah. A lot of the times it's very rare where I see, I mean, it, it just depends, I guess on the person, but you don't see other men picking other men up. It's just that sometimes it's how it is, you know, unless I've only seen a rare times where like somebody will pick somebody up, be like, yo, my man, I got you. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, 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 I don't know. It's hard to talk about, I guess not hard, but it's just like, I'm trying to find the words to really articulate my thoughts on this subject. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just been like that. And, uh, and the society is kind of like, I think it made me aware because I follow several different kinds of people of different backgrounds because I want to be exposed to different perspectives. Yeah. And there's this one guy that I follow and follow that is, um, he's, I guess to put it most delicately, but he's a black man Mm -hmm. and he shares some thoughts that I believe, but he would post things, especially in this last year, he posted something being like, this is a line that you can talk to. And if you're a, uh, a black man, this is free therapy. He's like, we need to normalize this. And I thought that was really brave rant because yeah. his thing is he, he is definitely into rap. He's in a certain kind of crowd. His dad died really young when he was really young and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, we need to normalize this for our generation. And I, and I think it's true. I think that's one way to really like find the things that are falling apart is having what a real male role model is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, a male role model is, it's very like, they tell you how it is. And they also kind of be like, cause for a lot of people that you talk to and they're like venting to you and stuff like that, they just want to vent. Right. Yeah. Well, males will do is like, they try to solve the problem that you have. Yes. And then it's like, no, I don't want that problem solved. I just want to vent it, right? That is is actually straight out of the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. I know there's a lot of women are saying, like, we're not that different, whatever. I'm like, there is some differences. And women want to vent. We don't necessarily want a solution. 
Yeah. Men have a hard time listening to women because they think the only reason that they're talking is to get to a point of fixing something and asking for help. Yeah. And then that's where she gets frustrated because he's telling her a solution and she just wants to be validated that she's expressed and she feels better at the end of the venting, but he's confused because he's trying to keep up with her. He's like, okay, I guess she needs to do this. And he's not really listening to her venting or whatever. Yeah, it took me a while to get that down. I think I was like in eighth grade when I realized. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it was like, I would try to fix a problem for like a lot of, cause when I was growing up, I had a lot of friends that were girls. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, I had my friends that were guys too. And you know, those are my homies, but like a bunch of the times I was usually like just surrounded by friends that were girls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would try to fix their problems whenever they'd like have problems or anything like that. And it'd be like, and then they'd be angry at you. Yeah. And like, why is she mad at me? And I'd be like, <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. And then usually, and then by the time I figured it out, I was like, look, you let them vent first, let them get everything out. And it'd be like, well, I think I would do this. And then if, it, if she's not responding to it, then you'd be like, all right. Oh, then, she didn't really want to answer. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, then just let it bygones be bygones. And that's funny you say that because for me, I learned to be okay in silence. Like mm. you can hang out with somebody and, and like women, you'll notice that they get very nervous when it's quiet because they think they're doing something wrong. Yeah. If, well, one of the things in like, I guess psychology, I've noticed it and then I learned about it in psychology later is if you just stay silent and you don't say anything, people tend to feel that silence. They want to feel that silence. So they'll keep talking. Yeah. Until they're just like, until it gets awkward kind of thing. Yeah. But otherwise, like men don't see it necessary to always have to say something. And I've Mm. always been quiet and confident and like, and just hanging out with somebody. And like that actually is bonding for a guy. Is you physically being there? And a woman will be, think it's bonding when you're actually engaging yeah. And engaging means eye contact and conversation. Yeah. And so she thinks it's a waste of time to sit in silence with your man and watching him play a game when in his mind, he actually is feel like you're actually, you're physically present. So you're actually bonding with him. Yeah. I noticed that. Cause I was like, um, just seeing an example of like somebody was, somebody's girlfriend was watching, you know, her boyfriend just play games or whatever. Uh, she kind of put like on social media, it's like, you just got to like respond and be like hype him up whenever he like beats the level or whatever. I was like, yeah, I was like, I understand that. But when I'm in that situation, like I was like, when I see somebody who's just like watching someone else play a game, and they're not really excited or they're not interested or whatever. I'm usually the one that's kind of like, well, what do you want to do? Right. And it's like, it's a thing that kind of, that just like it, it kind of just like, it's a force of habit. Probably something bread into you or something like that (laughs) because it was reminded to me because I was in my room for a little bit Um, my husband was watching tv in the living room where generally we watch tv in the room together or whatever but then I was like let me go just join him and then at the end of it I noticed that I've forgotten this lesson of mine because at the end when we turned it off and we went to bed he's like oh thanks for coming joining me I was like oh that's right he wants to spend time together yeah even though I hate whatever he watches, <laughs> it's my act of love. Yeah. Watching a man go down the hill again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, that man's going down another hill. <laughs> Jesse's always like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, yo, watch out for that tree. <laughs> no, he's lo- hoping he's going to hit that tree. <laughs> you know him. Right. Dark humor on our other. I'm like, oh, look, they're going up another mountain. <laughs> 
But the whole point is, uh, I guess if you're a female in a relationship with a said man, because I've had, I've been through some marriage counseling a lot for my ex, and I mean, it didn't save us because we were, we we're just two different people now, and it just didn't work anymore. But it helped me give lessons to the relationship I am in now is that you just being there, even though you don't think in your mind you're actually nourishing the environment, him just being, you just physically being there with him yeah. says a lot to him. Yeah. Honestly, like, if you, like, have your guy friends or your boyfriend or whatever, if you just take them out and just be like, look, this is time to talk, like, a private place and be like, look, this is time to talk if you got something to say, like, on your mind, most of the time, they'll be like, you have to kind of pry. Like, not pry, but you have to, like, kind of be like, look, you're totally fine if you want to talk. If not, you're good. Yeah. And y'all just sit there and just hang out. Because, like, I've seen a lot of, like, males in my life they waited until it finally just blew out. Like it was just yeah. like they hauled on to everything. Mm-hmm. And then whenever it finally comes and the, you know, the, the top pops off, mm-hmm. I was like, I've been there for those moments. And they just like unload everything that's been on their mind, everything that they have like have taken in every worry, all that stuff comes out. And then when you see a man like finally cry and like break down, it changes your perspective on things because it's like, why did you hold on to this for so long? And it's like, what if I wasn't here? Like to pretty much right. organize all your thoughts and try and get you to come back pretty much. Yeah. Because it's like when you watch, when you see a broken man, it's really, truly, it's kind of sad. Like it's like not sad as in like, oh, it's sad as in like, what has this man been through? Like, you know, yeah. this man has been holding on to this pain for a while. And... And some women who can't understand that and they see that and they've been brought up a certain way that there is such a security and like, oh, because like for me, if I see a man cry on TV, would it be made up or not or whatever? I'm crying because like I can hold most tears, but if I see a man cry, I'm crying with him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I it, it's very hard to watch. That's what the thing is. You can't you can't be like. For me, it's just very hard to be just watching them and be totally, you know, right together. I remember um, my grandfather, who was definitely a big father figure to me. He, I've, he's never raised his voice. He was a very smart man. He was so patient, mm-hmm. and not that he was trying to be tough. He actually was. He did do a, a master's in psychology. That's really what he actually wanted to do was actually be a psychologist. I think in mm-hmm. some way or another. But then, unfortunately. There wasn't a job for it at the time, and so he did engineering. So he had some background in it, and I could see how well he did in the relationship with my grandmother. That they would, I was beneficial to the arguments that they had in front of me mm-hmm. because I saw them how to solve it. That's one thing I guess I could give you a tip is that if you ever do have kids and everything like that, don't have like big explosion fights in front of them. No, but I mean like have a disagreement, but show them how you resolve it. Yeah. Cause I've heard people like, cause if you don't see that, they don't, then they get scared that, Oh, I'm having issues. And I've never seen it before. I must be doing something wrong. Yeah. I actually benefit seeing my grandmother get upset. She get frustrated or something. And he was totally patient with her. They talked it out. And then one would say one or the other would apologize. And then it would be diffused. That was a perfect lesson to show me. But anyways, I remember I never saw that man cry. I heard about him crying one time 
And then I did see him cry and it was at my grandmother's funeral. And like, I have to say my, my aunt and my mom did do him dirty though, because they sang her favorite like worship song mm-hmm. and it broke him. I was just like, and I saw him and it like hurt my heart. Cause I've never saw that man cry. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Watching a man break down is just like very, it's hard to watch. And cause it's like, especially it's really real, but you know, it I had mean, to be a lot. Yeah. It has to be. Cause I mean, let me just put it this way is like having a father figure in your life is very important. Like having yes. somebody to be, to tell you, like you could be breaking down and stuff like that. And just like, you got to be like, look, your father will come up to you and be like, look, just stand up, you know, be, you know, try and hold on to it or stuff like that. Cause for men, I feel like if you're brought down and broken down and there's no one there to tell you like, yo, you got to get back up. You, you can, you can do this. Yeah. Men, we usually, at least from my experience, they will stay down. They'll either shut down. They'll either shut down or they'll explode. They'll blame themselves for whatever's going through. Yeah. They're going to stay in that rut and they're going to be like, this is how life is now. Yeah. And that's just how it is. I feel like, if you don't have a father figure in your life. And I was like, you know, my father, you know, he's done some, you know, bad things. He's had, he's made some mistakes and, but I still look up to him because he's taught me some lessons, a lot of good lessons that I've taken away from it. And, you know, I don't, I don't hold any like, you know, bad feelings towards him or anything like that. You know, he's my father. And not to say that it just cause they're your father you have to, you know, you have to be like, he was a kid. Yeah. He was like, that's why I see like when I think about my parents now is like when they were making the decisions, what age were they when they were making the decision when my mom was getting pregnant with me and decisions that they were making at that time and all that kind of stuff. Like my mom was 24 and like, and stuff like that. Like what was I doing at 24 or whatever and stuff like that? Like they were still kids themselves. I feel like, yeah. Your father's there, right? But if your father's mistreating you or not treating you as a father should, yeah, you can, you have the ability to pretty much not have them as your father figure. You can find father figures in other people. Yeah. That reminds me of my cousin, Philip. His dad was verbally abusive and stuff like that. And he had, he was in the Vietnam. He had some things wrong with him. He did a lot of mistakes with my aunt and luckily my aunt did eventually leave him, but not without leaving him. Like my cousin, my other cousin didn't speak a word until he was four mm-hmm. because like what, what my grandmother explained to me is like, she, he probably saw what words did and didn't see the worth of them. They like some probably saw like if you said something, it probably wasn't going to be any good at it, you know, or kind of like that. And yeah. And, but then I saw that, that my, my uncle really, really prized me for whatever reason. He really was, I didn't see who he was until a lot later. Cause he would always like be really nice to me. He would always really, I don't know why he was nice to me. Maybe just cause I was a really good kid. Cause I kept myself or something, but, or what, but he had such a standard of my cousin Philip. And when he obviously didn't meet the mark, he made it very obvious vocally or whatever. And like, I remember my, my poor cousin breaking down and stuff like that. He's like, I just want him to love me, you know? Mm -hmm. But then here comes my uncle uh, that she remarried with amazing man, 
so much love. He loved my my cousins so much as his own. And he was so patient with them, even though they would just be so mean to him sometimes. And I even told him, like, why do you care about your sperm donor uncle, or my uncle or whatever, your dad, when you have a great man who's not your blood that loves you better than your own flesh and blood? Yeah, that's what it's like. When play, people say, you know, blood's thicker than water. And it's like, to me, I'd rather be swimming in water than swimming in blood. Right. <laughs> but, it, but we talked about that before, that actually the the where that quote was from was not to say that, th- and yeah, blood is thicker. Yeah. But your friends are like water, but, you know, they'll be with you thick and thin, you yeah. know, or whatever. Like, it, and I thought that that was really great. And like, just because they're family, you can still choose your own family. Yeah. So, I mean, but. as far as like, I don't know, just from the men's perspective is like, whenever, you know, men aren't really, I men aren't emotional, right? And so it's like a lot of people who are, I think, at least in my opinion, um, a lot of men who don't show their emotions, they tend to eat their emotions. Yeah. Just like women as well. Like <laughs> you have a lot of vices. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, then again, other men use different or vices drink. for their emotions. Yeah. Like drinking, I think drugs, stuff like that. I noticed that in certain situations that when guys do talk about their emotions or if they are going through something or their friends, they always like meet me at the bar. And I feel like their only way to feel like they could talk about their emotions is they have to drink. Yeah. And like that's, to, like, that's the only social time that you can be open or whatever, or either it's a drink it away and t- not talk about it. Or is a drink and then eventually be like, oh, I was so drunk. I was saying some stupid stuff where we're like, no, you don't have to drink to be open. Yeah. Another thing is like, so you're at the bar, right? And it's just like you have this steel cage around you and you drink and the steel cage loosens and you can let some stuff out. Right. Yeah. There's this, uh, I think it's a Native American saying is like. Um, you try to drink your problems, you try to drown your problems, but your problems know how to float or something like that. Mm. And I always thought that was like, all your problems know how to float. Yeah. But another thing is a lot of men don't know how to comfort other people. I know my husband. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. And I, and I don't either. Like, I, I want to hug you, but. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm the same way, but it's just like, you know, you'd be like, yeah, be there. It'd be like that sometimes, you know? <laughs> I see my husband where like there's somebody crying and there's this broom and they're like they're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very like a like a stigma. It's just like you, whenever someone breaks down in front of you, or whatever, it's kind of like you look side to side and you're like, what do I do here? You know? <laughs> right. But I mean, it's just like no one's taught to really handle that. It's kind of like you either know how to do it or you don't, and right. then it's kind of like you can just be there and it'd be like, like oh, I'm here for you. Right. Unfortunately, we had a a, a friend of. Ours uh, have their mother passed away recently, which is like one of our first friends that lost a parent. And we weren't really prepared for that because it's kind of like in our, and we, and I've, as somebody who has lost my grandparents who are like my parents, I can understand the emotion. And for me, even though I want to comfort and take away that pain for that other person, I literally, like I told him, I was like, I wish there was something I could do to take it away, but I know there's nothing I can say or do. That's going to be, you know, just know that I feel for you and I know there's nothing, you know, I don't, I wish I had the words. Yeah. I was like, the only way to get through it is to get through it. Yeah. And And it doesn't get 
it does not get any easier. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like. <laughs> it's like we're kind of getting on topic. I was like, I mean, it's like I joke about death a lot because it's like it's just something that's kind of hard to handle. So it's just like it's my mechanism of coping. Yes. Just joking about it. And uh, I mean, I never really, I've not haven't dealt with like really like bad. That's really, I mean, there's only been one instance where it struck me really hard and that was it. But I mean, it just kind of just, it weighs on you for a while and then just slowly just stays in the back of your mind for a little bit. Yeah. But so coming back full circle about food, diet and exercise and all that kind of stuff that there's still very much a stigma, I think, or a like men have to be this big tough guy. He has to know how to fight. He's going to have to like, he has to be able to handle every situation. Well, I actually believe you do know how, you have to know how to fight. I, I honestly believe that because it's like, I just, you, you hear the saying, right? It's like, you don't want to be, you know, you'd rather be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in the war. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that, but yeah. Yeah. I believe that you, Did you take that out of Sparta or the 300. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. No, I, I remember I, hearing it a long time ago. I don't remember where it was from, but I'd rather have a gun and not need it <laughs> than not mm-hmm. have it needed. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that you need to like shoot people or like you need a gun or anything like that. Like, I mean, yeah, you can know how to handle a gun and stuff like that just for safety reasons and stuff like that. But right. I believe that you do need to know how to fight. Because I think if, that's but across the board, especially women <laughs> like both. I mean, I feel like yeah. both. I feel I like do, women it does need to not defend matter it. who you are. Even my little sister, like I teach her, I will teach her how to fight because oh, I know she came up to me one day. She's like, I know, and like she all of a sudden like threw two punches at me, and I was like, Oh god! And she's like, I know how to punch. I'm like, I can see that. <laughs> like it's just, I believe that because I mean, even whenever you're growing up, my but I mean that my dad was like, he was a fighter, and he's just like, you kind of got to know how to fight. And then other male role models that I've had in my life were like, you know, yeah, we know how to fight, like. Jacob and his brothers brawling at your house. Yeah. I mean, we got to teach you how to make it in the world. Yep. So I'll just like, I'll learn how to fight from them, but it's just, it's very, that's one thing that it's like, you know, it's kind of like, Oh, of course men, you know, they got to know how to fight. It's like, Oh, yeah, that's just boys so. being boys. And the, there's a limit because, to that yeah, statement though. <laughs> you don't want to be caught somewhere. It's all right. You're about to get <laughs> Males have ego, right? They're like, it's a big ego. Yes, they have to have this. They need, respect is very important to us, especially me. And I was like, I, I don't care what you do to me, but the last thing you're going to do is disrespect me, right? And, uh, you know, you could be talking about, well, I mean, I'll hold it back because I'll be like, if you're talking about someone else, right? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of bringing them down, then I'll try and get your attention to bring it on to me. And it'll be like, yo, I can take it, you know, stuff like that. Yes. Because uh, back in the day, it was pretty much like when I was a kid, uh, you know, you say something about me, I start crying or, you know, you, you know, punch me or something like that. Start crying. Like that was my you know mechanism. Me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I grew up, it was like, you know, it there's bad there's cons and pros right to being taught that you have to be stoic or you have to have like you know this iron will or iron like you know yes and uh so as i grew up you know i was like you know uh growing up with 
four other boys. Mm. <laughs> it was like, we were taught, you know, you got to be the man's man, right? They will throw everything at you to like get you to break and then be like, you see, you know, this is, you could take it from us. We keep doing it to you. So the only way that you can adapt is to take it and then Thick be like, skin yeah. or be able to serve it. Yeah. It was like, either you're going to keep being down there or you're going to pretty much take it or throw it back at us to get back, you know, to bring yourself up. And, uh, that's one of the things is like, you know, and that's why respect is so important to me is like, because you know, even then, whenever we were like fighting or whatever, we didn't disrespect each other. Yeah. And it's, and I, I love that you said that because we have mentioned in a conversation that when through all this counseling and stuff like that, I've always had an intrigue in diet and also in um, relationships. And there is this book I heavily recommend. It's called love and respect by Dr. Emerson, and I'm not going to say his last name because I'm going to butcher it, but it's E-G-G-E-R-I-C-H-S. And uh, it's just, it's a red and white, and it says on the book, it says, the love she most desires and the support he desperately needs. And I love this book because it not only taught me about, like, how to better communicate with my husband and understand and stuff like that, but also me too. And the synapse or the short of the book is that men desire respect, Women desire love. If you ask women, and I've seen this in whenever I did studies for my psychology class about women and genders, gen, gender differences, is that women rather be loved than and don't really care about being disrespected. Yeah, they, they, love is something that's necessary to them, and then men could care less about being loved but being disrespected. So, my pro tip that I got from that is like. Never disrespect your man in front of anybody. If yeah. you have something or if he's doing something, do not put him down. Do not say anything like he's you're on a team together. If you're going to embarrass him, say anything bad about him and stuff like that in front of a crowd, that is like the lowest blow you could ever do. If you wanted to really hurt him, you did. Yeah. And so if you have anything to say to him, whatever, do not do it in front of be a unit together in yeah. front of everybody. And, and then if you. If you do that to your man, right? Other guys are going to be like, see, even your girl ain't even on your side. Like, it's just like, that's like, all right, I ain't got nothing to say. Yeah. And then he will hate you for it for sure. Yeah. And then women don't understand that because now if you don't love her in front of other, just the same way, if like you're unloving to her, you've wounded her because now you're not emotionally invested in her and she has no confidence in your relationship you can have all the respect for her, but she won't stay in the relationship if she doesn't have, if she doesn't feel that she's loved. Mm -hmm. And so, and one of the things that I realized that I always wondered why, whenever I would get in fights, I would say some really pretty nasty things like, and it's because my husband would be a certain way. And I would say some really like, Oh, I'm just going to leave. I like, I can't take this anymore. All this kind of stuff. And he would just be quiet. And I'm like, why am I saying these things? Like, I really was trying to be self-aware of like, what is the root of this? And then in this book, it explained, and it was really awesome for me. It's like, I was trying to get emotion out of him. And when we just talked about, he's not allowed to show emotion. Yeah. And so I am provoking and I don't maybe mean everything I'm saying, but it's because I don't feel like he's emotionally invested in relationships. So I need to get something out of him. So even negative emotion is an emotion. But yeah. if he just stonewalls me, 
like most men do because they only things that they know to do is either blow up mm-hmm. or shut down. Yep, he's gonna internalize that, and, and he's, he's just gonna, gonna he's be like, oh, can't do anything. Yep, and he's talk to his friends, and he'd be like, yeah, and they'd be like, yep, yeah, yeah, she's that. gonna and leave. I like, can't do anything. Yeah, bitches be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really, what you're doing is like what you should say, and what I eventually did say is like, I don't feel that you love me. I feel like there, you don't care. Like, please tell me what's going on because you're. I don't feel any emotional or any emotion invested in this. Because you, you have to remind your man every once in a while because, you know, he doesn't see anything wrong unless you say something most of the time. Yeah. When I've gotten arguments with, you know, women, <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't raise my voice at all. Never. And then I just pretty much list like the reason why something is going wrong or something like it's like that. And then they'll come back at me with like a raised voice or like trying to get me to get because they're emotionally upset because they're desperate for to see you show some emotion because obviously emotion is the indicator of love and investment. And I mean, imagine you're arguing somebody you, you think because they're not invested anymore because they don't care. And the only way that we learn that you care is if you will fight for it. Yeah. And you're not fighting for it is in her eyes. And I'll just be like, I was like, look, I was like, if you're just, if you're mad right now, I understand, but it's like, I'll, we'll come back to, or we'll, you know, we'll talk about it later or something like that. And then they're like, no, we'll talk about it right now. So like, that. and it's like, I mean, I'm just, I'm keeping my voice totally fine. And it's like, yeah. and that is like I'm setting like, up, like, you need to calm down. What? Yeah. It's like, are we going to have like, she just turned into the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that you, that you shouldn't say, but it's like really like hurtful is like, are you going to, are we going to talk like adults? Or are you going to be a child? You're about to lose your life. Right. And it's just like, you know, but that's pretty much is like, for me, is like, keep it calm. How are we going to settle this? It's like, it's not that, you know. I mean, hear what she's saying. And she's like, she's upset because she's hurt somewhere. It's like, I didn't mean to hurt you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's not like, what can I do to show you that I love you? Because I love you. I wouldn't, you know, whatever. All this is like, I do love you. I'm yeah. sorry that I did this to you. Like, if you just did that. That's all because that's what usually women are like finally like you really like they'll be past aggressive until a certain point and then be like you really hurt me when you did this mm-hmm. and like we'll, we'll internalize it. We have that all this time to have practice having conversations and being emotional and stuff like that. But yeah, another problem with men is that they don't they don't really like uh, hold responsibility too well. Like if, <laughs> if you like if you do something bad to your significant other. They'd be like, usually it's not like. It's not their fault. <laughs> usually it's not like, uh, yeah, that was on me. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. The whole point of being the bigger man or like be able to say that you did wrong yeah. and saying sorry. is like, well, because the whole thing is like guys will only share emotions or something like that because they need f- to be f- to fix it. And to ask a guy for help is like the biggest compliment because then they feel like they could give you you know, yeah. such knowledge and stuff. That's one of the things I was like, I, I mean, cause I'll be like, if you call me on my shit, then I'll be like, yeah, that was, that was my bad. I was like, yeah, that's me. No. <laughs> cause I'm not gonna all be- the time. But like, you were supposed to be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not afraid <laughs> to be like, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, well, nah, because she, and I was like, I mean, no, it, it's like, in a case where it's like, oh, okay, I got some argument points to point out, then it's like, all right, oh, I mean, if this didn't happen, let's just kind of make an excuse. If it's like a really bad thing, then I'll be like, 
yeah, that was on me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's nothing you could really do. Because if you're just going to go around and stuff like that, it just creates a bigger problem in the end. Right. The, the blame game started in the Garden of Eden. So, yeah, yeah it's going to take a while to finally overcome that or whatever. But, but uh, it's just, you know, body image when it comes to men is very prominent because, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to get cut. You're trying to be like the best man that you can be. Right. Which is under, <laughs> it's understandable because it is horrible because like Jesse would be like, look at this man and be like this kind of guy. I'm like, I know, babe, do better. <laughs> You're really hurting that man right there. <laughs> and, but that's what I'm saying. We're in. I mean, I'm we all confident wanna, enough. Like, we all want to look like freaking uh, Anthony Joshua, six, nine cut like a great Ugh. God. And see then me like he knows enough about me and I know enough about him that we're at least comfortable enough. I'm sure he would say something You're like, man, that kind of hurt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I was like, we all want to be like that. And be like, just walking around and be like, he would show me Whoa. images. Like I'm going to get like this. I'm like, please God don't. Cause that's disgusting. <laughs> it's not oh. for you. It's not. Yeah. It's not <laughs> right. I mean, like I, that's what I'll tell him. It's like, if you want that for you, do the, do you then, but you're not doing this for me. Cause I'm be like, Ugh. you know? <laughs> yeah. And the whole turtleneck. One of Ugh. the things that, Really? Or we all want to look like Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. I guess so. Creed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that's horrible. My friends, like, used to be a big, bad crush on him and stuff like that. But then me being the type of person I'm not big on, like, how somebody looks or whatever, I only care, like, do they care about themselves? Mm. Hygiene and all that kind of stuff. If you don't have any good hygiene, then you just don't care about yourself. And as yeah. a woman, be like, if you can't even care about yourself, then how are you going to care about me? That's why it's like a big, big, like, no, yeah. no. One of the things is like, you know, take care of your body and everything. But if you got terrible hygiene, that's <laughs> sorry, no, my man's. That's just like your turn off. Like, you're, no. Yeah. That's yeah. just one of the biggest turn offs ever. It's because it, if you want to explain to you, it's like, why do girls don't care? You know, why do girls not like me? And you sink, you don't trim mm -hmm. yourself, you don't take care of yourself. Like she's looking for somebody who cares about themselves and possibly if she's still in a sort of mindset, like, well, if you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of me? Because yeah. women are very much about security. And so if you can't take care of yourself, then why am I going to waste my time yeah. with you kind of thing? So, but, uh, Actually, there was, so I was actually at the, at H-E-B, right? Mm -hmm. And we were getting groceries and stuff like that. And my mom was good. She went to the meat aisle, right? To like get, I think it was like cheese sticks or like those little like uh, string cheese things. Oh, yeah. And so we were in the meat aisle and I was just like, I just took like a, I don't know what happened. I guess it was just like hit me from the back. Like I was like just looking around at every shopper that was in that aisle, right? That was in the round. And they were all obese. Oh, yeah, and the meat's burning. Yeah, and they it were just It is a correlation. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they were all like, this man was like standing there, you know, wearing a shirt that was way too tight. And like he was picking up like some steaks. These other, like these two older women were picking up this like thing of meat. And I was like, I guess I just never noticed it. And I was like, damn. Yeah. That can be a segue into about health and stuff like that, which we might ha actually have to do a like a a B episode because it's already really we went on a, kind of a long tangent about like on different sexes and stuff like that, which I really love that we touched upon. But yeah, it's 
and I was like, you may think we're going off topic, but it kind of goes hand in hand, right? It's like right. male and females have a different way of, you know, coming with terms of like, you know, self-love and like what it really means. Image so. is definitely very important to men and what they're emoting. And then women's image is that we're always trying to prove we are, you know, uh, worthy of affection. Like our whole point is that we have to appease everybody else. Yeah. Men are just like, I have to show that I'm tough or whatever. Yeah. Because with men is like, if you got confidence and you really, you know, you got confidence, you take care of yourself. That's pretty much all you need. That's what men think. Right. Yeah. It's like, y'all want the confidence that man has. Right. Yeah. And women feel like to be successful all the way around is like, you have to have it all together. You have to be in shape you have to be able to be this is successful worker and stay at home mom, making sure you're, you know, all dot and T's and like carrying a, a lot of ourselves. Like you feel like you have to carry the world in your back. And then we, on the other hand, have to carry home and work on our back kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the entertainment industry, you know, sex sells. Yeah. So it's just like I'm not saying that, like, you know, you have to be like, like crazy, but it's like. If you're attractive, it's going to sell more of whatever you're trying to sell. Like Thor, I remember he said, it's like he was hoping at least one video he didn't have to take off his shirt. <laughs> yeah. And then that's why whenever he was uh, he was fat Thor, they were going to make him chiseled like he was in the, in the rest of the movies. But he kind of just want to stick to it because he didn't want to worry about it. And so they kept him as you know fat Thor. Yes, I think. And that is so you- he actually got to win an argument in that scene where women still today have to like yeah. uphold the kind of thing. But, but it just reminded me also of Zac Efron when he was doing whatever conversation. Oh, he was in um, Hot Ones and he was doing a conversation where he talked about the crazy food diet they had to do. And he was like, one yeah. thing I will never do is when in the Baywatch movie, he said, I was literally going crazy to get that chiseled. He's like, I will never do that again. Yeah, I was, I mean, I mean, Poor no guy. guy. It was like, no guy wants to be, a, they want to look good, but they don't want to, you know, do all that. And that's like, like drinking six gallons of water and <laughs> broccoli and chicken for like three freaking months. <laughs> no, he said every time he had to take off his shirt, he couldn't drink water because that oh, yeah. would blow the him up. Same thing with Hugh Jackman. And so, and me, like reason why I like when I, my husband shows me all these chiseled guys, I'm, all I think in my mind is like, okay, that man had to spend eight to 10 hours in the gym. He had to spend like four to six hours a day on what he's eating. You know what? That's 18 hours. He's not with me. Got it. <laughs> like, no, I mean like be healthy. Yeah. Take care of yourself, but please don't like be a gym rat because that just says that you spend more time in the gym than you would actually. Cause then it, I would have to be a gym rat to be with you. And I love working out. I love feeling good, but I don't want to live there. That's how I see it. That's uh, how when I see the, all that kind of stuff, I'd be like, meh. I was like, I <laughs> if you're a gym rat, then I'd be like. If that's you, you do you. You do you. Because, I mean, There's other I people know people that who, do had that. To be, who had to be gym rats to get to the weight that they wanted to be in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is and crazy. Like, yeah. And, and mm, you know, respect it in people. I do. I respect the work, but it's just not for me. <laughs> it's not for you, like you said. But anyway, so food, diet, health, and everything like that is another, I think, I'm going to cut it out now and we're just going to have to put it on the next one because pretty long. This is a pretty heavy segment and yeah. it has, has a lot of good nuggets in it. And thank you for joining us. Anyways, my name is Sean. And my name is Sarah and we'll see you on the flip side. And this is the Cloud Cone signing out.